hello and welcome to the Holistic Fitness Podcast, where you'll learn how to get your goals without burning out. I'm your host, Laurie, and this show isn't just about movement and nutrition. You probably already know that exercise and nutrition is important for your mental and physical health and well-being. It's also about stress management, mindset, shedding those limiting beliefs, and working through some of that childhood trauma while you're at it. Today, I'm joined by Anna Herrera. Anna suffered from stage four endometriosis for years and went through excruciating PMS pain, infertility, and five surgeries, the last one ending in a full hysterectomy and a colon resection, which led to surgical menopause. Anna's painful experience inspired her to help others struggling with hormonal imbalances and avoid suffering in silence as she did. Knowing that there's a lot to be done in order to make the right health choices, she started Hormone University to educate, support and empower women to achieve better hormonal health and lead a happy life. Today, we spoke about endocrine disruptors in our food and homes, why women should be learning more about hormones and what you can do if you're suffering from a hormonal imbalance. I'm super excited to share all of the great tips that Anna provided in this episode with you all. Hey, Goal Getters, just chiming in quickly to say that if you like this podcast or found any sort of value while listening, I would love it if you could help me out and give this a quick rating or review wherever you listen to the Holistic Fitness Podcast. Five-star reviews help this podcast get in front of other listeners who could benefit from the actionable tips and insights shared. If you want to help get the message of balanced fitness and helping others get their goals without burning out, please take five seconds to give this podcast a five-star review keep shining. How are you going today, Anna? Hi, Laurie. So nice to meet you. Thank you for having me. Everything is going well. Very, very cold day in New York, but it's fine. Yeah, I can't imagine. I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, and it got to like 30 degrees over the weekend. And it's been like in the 50 degrees and I I just couldn't deal. So I can't imagine what it's like being up in the Northeast. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm really, really excited to have you on the podcast, Anna, because I speak a lot about stress management, getting that eight hours worth of sleep. And, you know, a lot of the things driving your habits are your stress management and your hormones. But, you know, I don't have the endocrinology education or anything like that. And, you, you know, you're in the weeds of hormones like every single day. I feel like whenever somebody embarks on a journey where they're helping someone in a very specific way is because there's some sort of backstory. So can you tell myself and the audience a little bit more about your backstory that got you here to want to help people in the way that you help people today? Absolutely, Laurie. Um, yes, uh, indeed. So that's uh, effectively what happened. I I went through uh, a very long struggle with endometriosis stage four, which uh, for your audience, um, it, there is a conservative stat that 10% of women suffer from endometriosis. But uh, I actually believe from talking to experts that it's between 10 and 15% of the adult female population. So if we think about it, it's a very, very high percentage. And it's, um, it's a real struggle of uh, managing physical pain every time you have your periods. And in my case, it was two weeks out of the month that I was struggling with um, excruciating pain. I had to go through five surgeries 
And it was very tough. I, I also went through infertility and it's something that I often say, um, I made the mistake of being, being very silent, uh, about it. And now I'm, I'm almost the opposite. <laughs> like, uh, I want, I want to really amplify this awareness, not just about endometriosis, but about hormone health. And, uh, that is the reason why I started our educational platform, Hormone University, and also launched Glow, which is Glow Botanica, which is um, uh, plant-based products uh, scientifically tested with four studies that help with hormonal balance. I'm so glad that you're able to educate people in that way. And I'm so sorry to hear that you went through a stage for endometriosis. If I'm being quite honest, like I'm a little bit ignorant when it comes to endometriosis. Personally, I've never had super painful periods. I've never had pe- like heavy periods to the point that I'm allowed like the 10 year copper IUD. Like, I, you know, like I'm quite privileged in that way. So can you tell me more about like some symptoms of endometriosis, what that might look like? And, you know, if if you said it was 10% conservative. So for those who maybe haven't been tested yet, like what does that look like? Yeah, so endometriosis um, is a condition that still needs a lot of research. Mm. Uh, it's when the lining of the uterus infiltrates a different organ. So in my case, it was infiltrated all over the place, ovaries, fallopian tubes, and also my colon. Uh, it can actually infiltrate even your eyes, your skin, your wow. lungs. It's it's a very um, it's a very difficult uh, condition that, like I said, needs so 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 much research. So um, it's extremely painful, uh, as I mentioned, and it it shows in the form of very heavy periods. Um, really, really excruciating pain, um, painful sex for some people as well. And just, you know, very hard to cope with your life on an everyday mm-hmm. basis. Uh, it, it kind of acts like cancer because it infiltrates other organs, but of course it's not cancer. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was one of those very, very lucky, uh, ones that got the diagnosis pretty much at the beginning of that journey. And the sad factor here is that it takes an average of seven to to 10 years for someone to get diagnosed because we are being dismissed by some doctors or medical professionals that, oh, you know, you just have a bad period or, oh, this is normal. But actually it's not normal. If you're suffering from really terrible pain, you have got to insist. And again, um, I go back to Hormone University because that was kind of like the genesis and the reason why I want women to understand more about hormonal health. I want women to go to the doctor prepared with the right questions. And then if we add other things like um, different conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is also a really difficult condition, again, 10% of the female population. And then, of course, you think about infertility, and that's one in four couples in the US. So you start adding up and hormonal health has become a health crisis. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's not just linked to reproduction. Hormone health really govern us uh, in so many different ways. And um, I love hormones. There are some wonderful hormones that make us very, very powerful. 
but it's not just um, based on reproduction. It's based on so many different factors, your sleep, your metabolism. It regulates so many different things. So really important to everyone listening to this, please, please read as much as you can and, and, um, and arm yourself with tools so that if ever someone tells you that is, you know, there's just pain or whatever it is, you can say, well, you know what? I don't think this is normal and, and really advocate for yourself. Mm, I love that the work that you're doing, because I think it's so important that we advocate for ourselves in a medical professional, but in, in a medical kind of um, environment. But I think it's really hard when you're in a doctor's office and and the doctor kind of like dismisses what you're feeling and, and dismisses it. And especially as a woman, why do you think we need Hormone University? Why do you think that we need to educate ourselves? Why when it comes to endocrinology, like I studied biomedical science at university, like it is like a full on health, like pillar. Why Absolutely. are we being dismissed at doctor's offices about PCOS, about endometriosis? Yeah, I think it's a mix of several factors. Uh, one of them is time. And doctors have a very short period of time when you go see them, right? So going back to your question as to why was Hormone University created is in that short period of time when you're going to see the doctor. In fact, our newsletter is called the waiting room uh, for a big, <laughs> you know, that's a, an important reason because uh, I, I went through such hell and I was fortunate that I was diagnosed early, but I did, as I was living in London for a long time, I had to deal with different doctors and not every doctor is... A, has the time, or B, even has the knowledge, the deep knowledge that uh, you might need for whatever condition you have. So it, it is crucial that we just arm ourselves with the tools that we need, and that's knowledge. I often say wellness starts with knowledge. So so yeah, um, it, it is a mix of things. In the US, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm European, as I mentioned, and we're lucky to have free health access. And mm. that's not the case in the US uh, predominantly. And so it is, you know, it really saddens me. And, and you know, if you go deeper into this about certain populations that get even more ignored, I, I mean, it's just something that I'm, I feel very strongly and passionate about that as women, we have to help each other. We have to support each other. And just, you know, study and research and, and do make sure that you have all the knowledge possible so that you can really ask those questions and, mm. and you don't find yourself in a situation where you're not being heard. For sure. I, I totally agree with that. How do you not get overwhelmed with all of the knowledge? Because there's a lot of knowledge out there and you can very quickly get on a TikTok algorithm that tells you everything that's wrong with you. So when you were just in your discovery phase, how did you kind of like drill down on your personal experience? Love that question, Laurie. Love it. Because again, you know, when I started thinking about creating Hormone University and I had gone myself through all that research, um, I what I discovered is that there is a lot of information out there and it's either too simple um, or too scientific. Mm. So the goal that that we had was, okay, let's let's 
find the most scientific, the most well-researched information and break it down into kind of easy, digestible pieces of information so that anyone can read it and anyone can understand it and not go like, oh, wait a minute, what does that mean, right? Mm. Um, so, so that's one thing. The other thing is, of course, because hormone health is so broad and it really covers so many different aspects of our health, you you kind of have to go, okay, if I'm feeling tired, if I feel depressed, if I feel that I'm bloated all the time or I have weight gain for no reason or I have heavy periods or I have no periods at all, then most likely you're going to have a hormone-related condition. So Mm. just... Uh, again, our philosophy is it's not about age, it's about symptoms. So really check your symptoms. We have created a very, very thorough symptom checker that you can go on our website, you can do it. It's been uh, approved by one of the top OBGYNs in the US. She's incredible, Dr. Elizabeth Poynor. And she treats women in a holistic way. It's not just kind of like the classic medicine Um or traditional medicine, she's she's more holistic. So uh, we prepared that so that people can focus on what symptoms they have. Mm. And, um, and that way you can do your own research. I love that, Anna. And it's so important to dive into the symptoms first, but generally there's some sort of root cause behind the sister, sis, symptoms. And I guess the root cause that you're digging into from those symptoms are like the specific hormones that people are maybe out of balance with. That's exactly right, Laurie. And again, you know, going back to the time that we have with doctors, they, they, you know, unfortunately, there is this thing about the shortcut. Okay, what can mm. I prescribe very quickly so that your symptoms are basically masked? And mm. I completely, it's music to my ears, what you just said, Laurie, because going to the root cause is key, is really key. And it might just be that your progesterone levels are really low, right? Or you have a hormone that is completely up or down or your cortisol levels, right? We're all, you know, I mean, the stress that we live every day is, is just insane. So um, it might be that you you have that anxiety because your cortisol levels are completely all over the place. So um, we are very keen to uh, tell women that they should be testing their hormones and they should do that um, relatively often. You know, I, I mean, of course, it depends on your situation. Um, in my case, I, I have started testing my hormones like around every eight months or so. Um, mm. And it gives me a really good overview of what's going on. And, and I know when I, when I get the results, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense, right? So, um, so yeah, that's, that's really, really important. Oh, that's... I agree with you in that we should be testing hormones. And I love that you raise that. I have never tested my hormones and I really want to. And... It's funny because I speak a lot about that cortisol balance, the cortisol and melatonin balance. And, you know, we talk about PCOS quite a bit in terms of your metabolism, but I haven't tested my hormones because I wouldn't know, want to know. I wouldn't know what to do with the results. So knowing from a traditional medical system that things are often band-aided 
And I'm a little bit more holistic in that I love, like I want a doctor doing surgery on me. I would need antibiotics every now and again. I've got nothing against our medical system, but equally I do think it should be holistic. And, you know, when you get those results, it's like, hey, well, maybe you should be eating more foods that are like this, or maybe you should be reducing your light or like, that's how I would want to use it. For someone that's like in the traditional medical system, similar to me, like what advice would you give them? Yeah, so... Let's let's start with what type of tests, right? Uh, you have the classic blood test, uh, which um, which is really good for certain hormones. I personally, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to advertise anything here. <laughs> I, you know, I've got not, zero affiliation to any of these uh, companies, but um, I really, really find there are two companies that I, I have found very helpful. One is um, Feminate and uh, they you can do the hormone testing with them and it's a urine test and it's very complete. And then they give you the service of um, getting a naturopathic doctor to, let's call it, translate those results for you and, and tell you what you have to do in your everyday life. And the other company is called the Dutch Test. And the Dutch Test, uh, as in D-U-T-C-H, is, it, I think it means something like dried urine test something. And uh, they, they, they also have a very, very comprehensive uh, testing methodology with urine. And I use a, another company for my uh, own uh, functional medicine. And so my functional doctor orders that test for me and then she basically gives me the results and then she prescribes, okay, you need this supplement or um, you need to change this habit and, you know, you're drinking too much coffee or whatever it is, right? I'm simplifying it, but it's um, that's, that's how I've been doing it. And it's made a big difference, really, really big difference in my life. Of course, along with our products, which I'm dying to tell you about. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to get to those as as well. I think first, I do want to talk more about the symptoms. Um, So you mentioned just because a lot of people that are listening to this podcast, they either, they want to get their goals without burning out. So they're either burning themselves out and in a good place, maybe externally when it comes to weight loss, or they're at a place where they maybe had PCOS. Like I get a lot of comments on my TikToks uh, on my TikToks of like, well, how do I lose weight if I've got PCOS? I feel like I am exercising so hard. I'm eating so well, but I just still can't shift the weight. Can you explain more how weight loss intertwines with hormones? Yeah, it's a very, very, very complex subject. Um, mm. And look, again, going back to the subject of root cause, I would, my first port of call would be to really get those hormones tested, see what's off and adjust. So you first need to identify without identifying, no matter what you do, it's, it's almost like um, when you are so stressed with something that's going on in your life, no matter how well you eat, it's just, it's going to have an effect on you, right? You're smiling. And um, it, it's, you know, it completely shifts the way you feel and the way your body operates. So your point before, Laurie, about getting to the root cause is, is, is just the first action that you need to take. Mm. And so without 
that identification of what's going on, what's off. It might be a thyroid issue. It might be those hormones linked to PCOS. It might be um, so many different things, progesterone, estrogen. I mean, it's, it's just such a complex, complex um, overview of what can go on. So I would say um, first, first step, identify. Second step, go to your doctor, go to your coach, health coach, um, and, and really try and see what information you can get from them based on those results and, and then take action. So I, mm. I feel that as a society, we first take action and we don't go into the root cause. So it has right. to be the other way around. Yeah, I love that. And it's really similar to the way we do holistic fitness as well. It's a pyramid and the base of the pyramid is stress management. And then it goes habit building. Then it's eating well. Then it's moving often. Then it's supplementation, but with an asterisk. And I'll get to that shortly. But stress management really is endocrinology. It's like I talk a lot about that cortisol and melatonin balance. And, you know, your cortisol is going to be super high if you're not sleeping at night, if you're burning yourself out, if you're not doing that thought work and all of that sort of stuff. So I think getting your hormones tested, you know, if you've tried all of the lifestyle things and you're still exhausted, you're still not noticing a difference no matter how well you eat. It's like, I actually agree with you in that. Like we have to build this awareness with our body. Um, I, I Like you've told me, I want to do a hormone test now because like my thing, I burn myself out. That's why I teach this because I just get so excited and want to do all the things. Um, so yeah, it would be really cool to do that. But then you also like supplementation, I guess is probably a little bit lower down on the period for you. Or I am, um, I'm not against supplementing. Like I'm a vegetarian. So I know that I need to supplement with B12 because I'm just not going to get B12 from vegetables and legumes. And I also know that I need to keep an eye on my iron. And I also know that working from inside, vitamin D is all also important. So that's why I have the asterisks there with supplementation. I would like to know more about like low botanicals and like why supplementation can be important and if it's required like throughout the entire journey. Right. Yes. I, I do want to mention something else. And um, that is a different type of testing. One of the things that we can talk about is endocrine disruptors and um we are also really exposed uh, with other things like heavy metals. Mm -hmm. And for those people who love fish and, uh, you know, they, they're constantly or maybe not constantly, but have a, a diet with fish, meat. Um, we are unfortunately in a situation <laughs> whereby we are exposed uh, to these heavy metals. And one of the tests that I uh, want to mention too is uh, hair mineral testing. Uh, I personally recently discovered that uh, I am high on mercury, really mm. high levels of mercury. So I would say to everyone also test uh, metals. You can, I mean, you can do it with uh, hair. So it's a hair mineral test. And uh, there, there are also blood tests. So that's just something that I wanted to add. Um, supplementation, look, we, I, I think that I agree with you, Laurie. Uh, there, there are several, several points here. One is our gut, our microbiome uh, has an incredible population of 
wonderful, wonderful um, bacteria that is great for you. And uh, again, it, it might be that you have some sort of, um, what's the word, imbalance, right? Mm. So in our case for Glow Botanica, we decided to do uh, topical uh, topical creams rather than supplementation. Right. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean we won't do supplementation in the future, but I, one of the things that we discussed in depth with our advisors and our doctor is that there is, I think, um, I, I want to be careful how I say this, but, um, from from the data that we have, there is an average of women, uh, especially, take an average of ten supplements uh, a day. And That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy, right? So our gut is is kind of going through a bit of a crisis, right? And I wanted to create a brand that would really protect our gut. So um, we decided to launch topical supplements. So uh, it's a transdermal effect and it goes straight wow. into your bloodstream and therefore it doesn't mess with your gut. So um, those nutrients, those ingredients that we have that are absolutely wonderful are going straight into your system without uh, interfering with your gut microbiome. So that's, I guess, that's the main differentiation that we have, which has been great on the one hand and also kind of tough for us because we have to educate people that this is a very different way of uh, helping your hormonal symptoms and your hormonal balance. But we've got four amazing studies and thousands of women that are swearing by, by our products. So really, really um, happy and excited to, to continue doing this. Hey, Holistic Fitness fam, a quick message from one of our sponsors, Ned. As you all know, I recommend good nutrition, movement, and stress management practices before supplementing so you know what type of supplementation that your body actually needs. For me, I supplement with very few products, but Ned is one of them. I'm a type A, high-energy, ambitious business girly with massive goals. And sometimes I honestly just need to chill out and relax a bit. I've found that both Ned's de-stress and sleep blends fit in with my busy lifestyle and ambitious goals, but I was honestly not a big fan of CBD products before trying Ned, mostly because of the culture surrounding weed. I just didn't want something that was going to alter my state of mind so that I became much less of a goal-getter or less ambitious. That was until I learned about full-spectrum hemp and their benefits. Ned blends a chock full of premium CBD and a full-spectrum hemp of active cannabinoids. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. These products are science-backed, nature-based solutions that offer an alternative to prescription and over-the-counter drugs. All of Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil is extracted from USDA-certified organic hemp plants grown by an independent farmer named Jonathan in Colorado. I'm obviously a big fan, but don't take just my word for it. Ned CBD products have over 2,000 five-star reviews, and they work with incredible partners in the medical field like Dr. Caroline Leaf, Dr. Christian Gonzalez, and Dr. Will Cole. Ned is providing Holistic Fitness podcast listeners a very special discount. If you'd like to give Ned a try, listeners get 15% off Ned products with the code Lori Lee. 
L-O-R-I-L-E-E. Thanks, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering a natural remedy to bring balance to so many people's well-being. So one of the things we learned in biomedical science is your skin takes on so much. And what we're putting on our skin, whether it's our body wash or whether it's our skincare, it can have a really big effect on things. And I do think like I can imagine some people having some sort of aversion to that because it's not the way we typically ingest things for our gut. So can you share a little bit more about why skincare or uh, skincare is not the word, but why, you know, topical treatments are so effective? Yeah, absolutely. Well, effectively, our skin is our largest organ and it breathes, right? And so um, I will give you just one concrete example so that people can understand. We have a product uh, that is a a very rich magnesium body lotion, which also uh, has collagen and even in primrose oil. And we found that actually magnesium gets much better absorption through the pores of your skin. So there are studies out there that show that when you, if you think about it, it kind of makes sense, right? Because you're, you're taking a supplement, it goes through all the gastric fluids in your stomach and then it has to go through your gut and you have to so it goes through different processes inside your body uh, whereas when you put it on your skin it absorbs so mm. it's um it was fascinating to do that uh to to find out through those incredible studies that effectively magnesium which is such a wonderful mineral um actually gets absorbed much better through your skin and there are a lot of people that cannot take oral supplementation with magnesium. And mm. most of the population are magnesium deficient and our vitamin D doesn't work without magnesium. And so there are so many different great benefits of um, transdermal for sure. Wow, that's awesome. You've sold me. I like honestly, after this, I want to get my hormones tested and then I want to do a YouTube video just testing this for eight weeks. Being like, okay, I'm low in this. I'm going to do these topical creams. Let's see how the topical creams go. Um, Even though like definitely supplementation is is one of those things that I feel like eating well and moving well is, is more important. But a lot of people are already trying this and and they're wondering what that missing link is. And sometimes even I took antidepressants when I was 20 and I don't regret it. I said, antidepressants help me get from a one out of 10 to a three out of 10. So I could do the things that I know, knew I should have been doing anyway, like moving more often, like eating well. When you're depressed, you don't even want to get out of bed. So I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of people listening to this podcast that need that thing to get them from the one out of 10 to the three out of 10, the four out of 10, so that they can do the things they already know that they, in air quotes, should be doing. Yeah. I'm I'm really sorry, Laurie, to to hear that you went through that. And I have friends that have gone through that. And, you know, for me personally, in some extent, extent, I I, I really went through such a horrible period for years with endometriosis because you just don't know what to do with that extreme pain and, yeah. and it affects your mental health massively. And, and so, and you can't move either because the pain is so bad. So I completely agree. And I'm all about whatever works for you, right? And, and if you're in a bad situation like that, absolutely do whatever it takes. Um, just, 
think about the long-term consequences and, and of course, think about how you can get to that root cause. And, and it might just be that, again, like you've got really low serotonin level levels or your oxytocin is like non-existent or, you know, so, um, all those happy hormones, um, you might have some sort of imbalance. And, and I, I really, I mean, I, my message is of course, do whatever it takes. Absolutely. Mm. On that, you've just piqued my curiosity there on that, like oxytocin and serotonin, I'm thinking about dopamine right now as well. Oh, yeah. And I'm really curious, like in your line of work with Hormone University, what lifestyle changes do you find help people the most when it comes to producing more happy hormones? Yeah, it's funny. I, I wrote um, an email. I, I write these Sunday emails I mentioned um, yeah. all about oxytocin, in fact, because I... One of the things that it's it's really linked actually to your mood, of course, and it's the love hormone, right? So uh, in that email, I wrote all the little things that we can do on a daily basis to help us. And we do find, and women tell us from all around the world that all these different content pieces that we have are helping them in different ways, depending on what's happening in their lives. And I do want to say, we have to also um, be very grateful that we live in a country where we have free access to information. Think about mm. women in Iran. Think about women in other countries, in the Middle East, in, in many different cultures and, and, and where society di- dictates Afghanistan is, and you know, it, I mean, it, it really breaks my heart. So um, they, they really struggle to get information. And, and so... Going back to your point of in what ways are we helping, uh, it's, it's just really by creating information that is easily understood and digested and with very practical advice. I'm all about practical advice, what you can apply to your everyday life. That is the most important thing is what you do every day because that has a a cumulative effect, right? So if you're, if you're exercising and moving every day, that's going to have a huge effect, uh, positive effect in your life. And so, uh, with, with that specific hormone, you know, I was, I was putting this list of, you know, if you have a dog, that's why people love dogs so much mm. because it actually releases oxytocin. How, how amazing is that? And, and it's the hormone that, um, for women that have babies, that's the bonding hormone. And, mm. and it's, you know, hug people, hugging people, kissing and touch and physical touch. All of those little things every day, like hug yourself, right? That's going <laughs> to do something for your oxytocin levels. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's a beautiful hormone that, and I just find that our bodies are like a miracle and mm. we have to use those hormones to our advantage. Absolutely. Our bodies are so amazing. You've raised quite a few points there. I also saw the study with um, dogs and cats. If you cuddle your dog and cat, it increases your oxytocin. There you go. Right. And it's so funny. This sounds so basic of me, but I had a, a, we called it the bachelorette pad. There was three of us girls who were all single. I felt like both of them had dogs and I'm like, y'all have got an advantage here having dogs. Like you get to cuddle them and and now it's scientifically proven, which is awesome. Right. Um, that access to information piece, though, 
I don't think we're grateful enough for the era that we live in. We can literally, no matter what you're into, you can create a business by just having a laptop or you can create, you can get a free personal trainer from having a laptop. Yes, that one-on-one, you've got the accountability, the motivation, of course, paying for a service is also that kind of reciprocity. Yeah, reciprocity. Yeah. There we go. English is probably your second language and you can speak English better than me. This is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, so like when you invest money in something, obviously you're going to work harder at it. But, you know, we have so much access to information to be able to create whatever we want, whether it's more aligned hormones. Like we're we're living in an environment where we're just so lucky. Very lucky, very, very lucky. I, I, you know, just as anecdotal, but I attended this incredible concert uh, that a, a dear friend organized with United Nations Orchestra and women composers from all over the world, right? And um, th- th- there was a, a beautiful speech about the fact that effectively we are extremely grateful. There are so many things that we still have to fight for as women, um, mm. but there are so many different societies that just have no access to college, right? So that's what's happening in Afghanistan, no access to education. And I'm, I'm just, I, I just think it's so, so needed. And look, we don't charge at all for all the content that we produce. And, it, you know, it's been a huge investment uh, from me personally. And, um, and it's, it's an everyday investment in time and effort and research and resources. But, mm. um, we get this beautiful co- podcast and this this awareness back and um, people writing to us saying, thank you so much. I didn't know about this. And now I'm doing this thanks to this article and thank, thanks to this newsletter. And so it's uh, it's really nice to to see that. And I, I don't, you know, whatever contribution we can we can create um, for a more positive uh, society, it, it will be just, I know it's, um, it's great karma. <laughs> Absolutely. And just showing that you're, it just shows how passionate you are about this, you know, from being stage four and endometriosis and wanting to educate people and, and giving all of that value. And I'm sure so many people listening to this will probably want to, you know, understand more about hu- Hormone University. And, and I think that free education is so important. Something I do want to touch on that I noticed you said um, with endometriosis, it's an average of like seven to 10 years before people get a diagnosis. You also mentioned it's something we need to fight for as women and we need to learn to advocate for ourselves. Can you dive more into personally as a woman, like at just as a side note, I've found like advocating for myself has been a journey and it has taken conscious effort. Can you dive more into why we're not advocating for ourselves and how to get started? Oh gosh, yes. The million dollar question. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, look, I what we see um, is that for some reason, I think that there is, we are so empathetic usually, right? Yeah. And um, we, we, Look, I don't have a straightforward answer and that's the truth because each person is different and some some people are braver than others and they would kind of like stand up for themselves. In my case, you know, I grew up in a Mediterranean country, um, very kind of macho society, right? <laughs> um, and, you know, you, you kind of, you're always being told to behave. 
and mm. and not to kind of stir up a situation or um create a drama of some sort and that's honestly bs i'm not saying you should be unkind or uh you should say things in a way that are uh not polite you can communicate in a way where you're direct you're kind but you can ask those questions and you can advocate for yourself so if a doctor or whoever right says to you well you know this is just a heavy period just you know take an ibuprofen no wait a minute i've been dealing with this for this amount of time and i really do not think that this is normal and i've read about xyz and so can you tell me more about why you think this is normal and can you tell me more about what things i could be doing that i might not do at the moment so just you know push it back and mm. um that's just you know asking questions i find when you have that knowledge i find they're very very powerful yeah and it sounds like you're using personal evidence you're using knowledge you've learned but also asking some pretty open questions like by asking a doctor, can you tell me more about why you've said this? Or that makes them think about why they've said that rather than just kind of... And I am very pro-doctors. I'm not like saying anything against them. But as you mentioned, sometimes it is a time thing. And getting them to think a bit more deeply may help them come to a different solution for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. We're coming towards the end now, but I know that you have just so much knowledge in the hormone space. Is there anything that I haven't asked you that you really, really wanted to share with the audience today? Oh, gosh. Yeah, I could talk to you for three hours, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do, um, I do want to say that, um, look, I'm a very positive person by nature. And I think that there are so many things we can do to help ourselves. I do want to just, bring up the subject of endocrine dis disruptor chemicals and because that's something that 99% of the population, men and women, are affected by it. And I go back to my initial point of we have a hormonal health crisis, right? So it's not just us women. Um, there is a, a huge fertility crisis with men. And, and so uh, what are endocrine disruptors? That's, that's the first question. And those are just chemicals. Um, there is, I don't know if, if you know about this, uh, for anyone listening to this, uh, there was, there is, I believe, a still, um, a huge lawsuit going on, uh, with a, uh, a, a cream that is a, um, hair straightening cream of some sort that, um, has been linked with ovarian cancer. And Wild. so it's absolutely horrible. So all the chemicals that we are being exposed to from the water we drink to uh, the food we eat, you know, the famous BPA-free cans, right? Uh, BPA, that's an endocrine disruptor. Uh, if you are, for example, buying a some sort of, you know, fast food, put it in the microwave, that plastic is going to release chemicals. So please, mm. please don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, don't put plastic in the microwave. It, it, it's going to give you horrible chemicals that you are going to, um, uh, gosh, digest. And, um, 
And so that specific case that, you know, anyone can search for um, is is something that, you know, is very scary, right? This is a, a huge manufacturer of cosmetics that has put the lives of women at risk. And so what I would say to people is that try to avoid any chemicals that are going to interfere with your hormonal health and your mm. endocrine system. So it's a huge subject. Um, best if you kind of, again, if you, we have quite a few articles uh, on Hormone University that tell you about just the basics of it and go deeper into what kind of things you can do. Again, let's be practical, right? We can't avoid them. It's really, really hard to avoid them. But let's do whatever we can to, to minimize them. Uh, detergents is another one. Candles is another one. So all these things that we do on a daily basis, um, we just have to kind of keep an eye on things. So mm -hmm. that's a subject that I just wanted to, um, to address because we are actually launching a certification for consumer goods at mm -hmm. Hormone University. So we want to tell society this product is endocrine disruptor free. You're okay to use it. So um, very different from clean beauty, let's say, which is kind mm -hmm. of like, in my opinion, a, a, a bit of a vague term. So we want to go deeper into it and we want to be specific about it. I love that specificity as well of like, this is like endocrine disruptor free rather than clean because it's like, what does clean mean? And I love that you brought up those examples as well. Personally, I know that my diffuser is much better than candles, but I still just love the smell of those like bath and bodywork candles. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, what is actually in them? Are they endocrine disruptors? Why? Um, and all of that because I think a lot of women that are trying to do the best they can for their hormones and feel like they have to do everything right just to feel normal don't realize you know what these candles are doing what BPA is doing and and all of that and of course we don't want to overwhelm people with information but we still do need to arm people with knowledge over time absolutely exactly yeah head out to all these articles it's, it's actually fun to read and it's interesting to read. So um, highly, highly recommend it. <laughs> For sure. And they make people feel like not alone as well. I, I, I remember like, especially when I went through depression, when I was in my early 20s, I felt like I had to do everything right just to feel normal. And it's like, how are these people like eating like crap, not exercising and, and they feel and look great, but it's like, do they? Or is that just the external kind of thing? Or did they get used to it? And I think there's a lot of people out there in a similar boat, whether it's weight gain or whether it's depression or whatever it is that don't feel quite normal in some sort of way and just need to realize that we do need to optimize our hormones. Absolutely. Mm. We do have a final question on this podcast. And that is, if you were sitting across the table with your 20-year-old self, what one sentence of advice would you give her? Oh gosh, I want to cry. <laughs> oh. It's so many things. 95% um, of what we think, uh, of what worry us doesn't happen. And I think that what I would say is a couple of things. One, it's great to be brave and it's okay to be vulnerable. And don't worry so much about so many different things. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's uh, definitely those three things. I love that. It's 
at the time you don't realize it, but the older you get, the more you realize that the stuff you worried about and thought about just did not need to take up cognitive space. Exactly. And don't worry so much about what people might think. That's mm. the other one. Um, mm. when, you, when you start your own company, you go through a lot of self-doubt and you question everything and you're constantly thinking, oh my God, you know, what repercussions uh, is this going to have? And am I going to do a great job as a leader, as the CEO of a company, as um, a colleague and uh, with my customers, the most important thing. So, you know what, just try it, try it and do your best. Always do your best. You can never regret if you do your best. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I, you know, obviously I'm a business owner as well. And I totally empathize with that. It's so hard to focus on the things that are actually going to move the needle in your business or anyone listening, move the needle in your health. When there's just so many other things that you want to worry about that, you know, may not be as important. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I am sure, Anna, that so many people want to learn more about your products, learn more about Hormone University. Where can we all find you on social media? Where can we find your products? Thank you, Laurie. Yes. So social media is at Hormone University and our website website is hormoneuniversity, all in one word, dot com. And you will see Shop Wellness and that's where you're going to find our products, uh, Glow Botanica products, which are for anything that's hormonal imbalance or stress. So that magnesium product that I mentioned, and we also have tummy butter, which is a wonderful product um, with really, really rigorous uh, scientific background, and it will help you achieve hormonal balance. You You just have to be consistent and use it daily. Yeah. Consistency is a key in all areas oh, of life. in everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for joining us, Anna. It's truly been a pleasure. And yeah, I've certainly learned loads from you today. Thank you so, so much for having me. And thank you to your audience for listening. No worries. And for everyone listening in the car, at home or wherever you are today, eat well, move well, breathe well. And until next time, keep shining. Keep shining.